Hello and welcome to another spooktastic episode of Here's Johnny's Reviews and the second X-Fell movie I want to believe. Now I'm not going to lie to you here and say I was looking forward to reviewing this movie as to me this is one big filler episode of the show. Well it's been 10 years and a lot has happened such as a TV show has been cancelled six years earlier and the culture has moved on to vampires, hunter brothers, werewolves and boy wizards. But anyway, back to the movie which folks me, Chris Carter was a big fan of Hannibal Lecter as this sounds to me like a huge ripoff of Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon and Hannibal but I'll get into that during the plot summary. Before I do, I have a few questions that, such as why has it been 10 years between movies? Why Billy Connolly? Why call this the episode I want to believe when there's no aliens in it? And finally, just why? On to the cast, starting once again, David Duchovny, Joe Anderson, Billy Connolly, Amanda Peet, Exhibit, and Mitch Pelleggi. To the plot, well here we go. The plot, a gay Russian kidnaps woman and takes body parts from them to keep his husband alive because he has cancer. Scully is no longer an FBI agent and is a doctor in a Catholic hospital that has a little boy that has some disease that she can only cure using controversial treatment. Billy Connolly is a paedophile priest and Mulder is a conspiracy nut hermit that somehow gets called back into the FBI to hunt a missing FBI agent. That's pretty much it, with a huge Hannibal Lecter overtones. This would have been funny, or indeed thoughtful, if Anderson was actually cast as Starling in a 2001 movie, because let's face it, she was modelled after Clarice Starling. But sadly, that went to another famous ginger, Julianne Moore, and the movie was not that great. However, Anderson did get cast in the Great Hannibal TV show as Hannibal's doctor-slash-lover, Dr. Bedelia de Murder. I hope that's how you say that name. Now, was this clever casting or just plain cruel? Hmm. Anyway, on to the movie, which opens with just a few bars of the theme and shows a female FBI agent driving home late at night, alone in a car intercut with a line of FBI agents searching in an ice field. And back to her kidnapping by two Russians. First question, why didn't she shoot them? After all, she's armed and they're trying to kill her. Second question, if the FBI don't believe Billy Connolly's father Joe, then why is he leading the lineup? And why is Connolly in this movie? Is what I want to know straight off the bat. Why Billy Connolly? Also, why does a female FBI agent have a guard dog if she doesn't listen to the poor thing? Anyway, so she grabs a gardening hoe and goes to town on one of the Russians, causing him to get scratched in his face and hands. A very important mission. This. The action gets into intra-cut, as I said, by Father Joe running ahead of the search crew and acting weird, saying, she's here, she's here, she's over here. So the main Russian chases the female FBI agent and kidnaps her, and this is intercut again with Father Joe discovering a dismembered arm with scratch marks on it, much as the same marks from the hole. Cut to a Lady of the Sorrows Hospital. Great name. Mm-hmm. And Scully's introduction as a doctor, not an FBI, but a doctor. Very important that. Also spot Arena Gale as the on-screen doctor antagonising her. Uh, well, actually arguing with her about the young boy's disease-suspected Sandhoff disease. So Scully defeated 
walks to meet the boy's parents and I love the, the two extras playing the nuns looking straight at the camera. Yes, yeah, great acting there, ladies. Mm. Got tells the, the boy, Christian. Yes, of course, he'd be Christian. After all, this is a Catholic, so he'd be Christian. And this movie's going to hit you over the head with science versus religion. That she's going to run more tests, just as if by Agent Drummer, played by Exhibit. Why? Ask her where Mulder is. Again, why if these two were supposed to be hunted down by the FBI, or rather on the run, since Mulder killed the FBI agent that wasn't actually an FBI agent, it was a super soldier half ailing that couldn't be killed anyway. But anyway, moving on. So she tells him she no longer is a fed and she doesn't know where Mulder is. Yet it shows her driving up to the middle of nowhere to tell him about the missing fed. This is Mulder's big introduction and boy do the play off the hermit and nut job conspiracy whack job complete with newspaper clippings everywhere and him scrapbooking. And of course the Pierce the Resistance is the full conspiracy nut beard which apparently Duchovny hated wearing as it was itchy and the glue would melt in the studio lights. So why not just grow the fucking thing then? Mm. Also, while I'm on the beard, could I not get a beard that matches his hair colour? I mean, this one looks so fake and so cheap. <clears throat> anyway, Scully says that he has become too trusting, uh, even though he's wanted by the FBI, as none of the doors are locked in the, the, the apartment. Which she hits her with some BS about having eyes in the back of his head. So she tells him that the feds want him back to help hunt down a missing agent, and all will be forgiven if he finds the agent alive. Oh yes, I should mention the callbacks to the series, such as him chewing on the seeds and the pencils on the stealing tiles. One very quick thing, what happened to Agent Doggett and Reese? You know, the replacements for a TV show that never happened. These two were never mentioned ever in the movie. Anyway, the scholar convinces Mulder into helping the feds and on with the movie, where they get airlifted by helicopter to Washington and back to the old set, er, I mean FBI headquarters. As you mentioned, the female agent that passes Mulder and Scully as they walk through the halls is Vanessa Morley, who played the young Samantha Mulder, Foxy's sister that goes missing and kicking off his interest in the paranormal and aliens. A wider actual theme play as the camera pans to the picture of Bush and Jaeger Hoover. Hmm. Conspiracy theory? And this is the introduction to special agent in charge, Dakona Whitney, played by Amanda Peet that I know from nothing. And she's supposed to be a Fox Mulder fan girl. She tells Mulder and Scully about Father Joe and his supposed psychic leads. So this puts Mulder into a rant about it not being an exact science and they should be on this guy 24-7 kissing his holy ass and even being in bed with him until he's told that he's a pedo. Then he hits back with a supposed lame-ass joke. Okay, maybe not in bed with him, because kitty fiddling is funny, right? Uh, moving on. So this cuts to hours later and Mulder and Scully and the rest of the crew are driving to Father Joe's home. And this is where Scully gets up in his face about God not forgiving him for the things he's done. Which in this case is bugging 37 altar boys, as she puts it. After the walking around praying to God asking for his forgiveness. Remember, she was a Catholic. Hmm. She says God isn't sending him any of his visions and it may be someone or something else. So Mulder quizzes him about his quote visions and Father Joe tells him about hearing dogs, very important that, and feeling that she is still alive, again very important. And Mulder asks to see him using his powers but 
he tells him he can't with the skull in the room and she has to go and leave him and she storms out. I should say Anderson was pregnant with her third child, Felix, which is an anagram of X-File. Outside Father Joe's home, Scarlett tells Mulder he's a fake and should be trusted. Also, she thinks he's a creep. However, Mulder convinces Scully to stay and help out more after she says she's done chasing monsters in the dark. Bearing in mind, she convinced Mulder to come back out of hiding to help, so make up your bloody mind, woman. Hours later, in the middle of nowhere, Father Joe and Co. are driven to the missing agent's home, except it's not, it's a neighbour's house. As a test for Joe's powers, after he leads the Manhattan with the dogs earlier. Hmm, yes, well done there. Also, the house still has police tape all around it. Yes, well done there, FBI agents. In the car, Mulder asks Joe, does he know where they are? Where they are? And he says, no, he has no clue. So Mulder hands him the uh, agent's ID. But he still has a clue who she is and what the link is to her. For the non-fans, Father Joe asks if... Mulder is a quote good cop, where Mulder replies quote a non cop. Very important as he is what a consultant, since he isn't an FBI agent anymore. He isn't even carrying a gun or badge. Hmm. He then tells Joe that he worked for the FBI and investigated the paranormal, and he wants to believe. Yes, the title of the movie, Very James Bond. Also, drummer tells Joe about the aliens adopting his sister. And all cut up now, non-fan, good, on with the movie. As I said, this is where he gets taken to the, the neighbour's house. To what, prove he's not a fraud? Mm. Mulder then smugly tells the others, pulled up on out of his ass, yeah, it would have been impressive if he didn't, A, was across the road from the bloody place, and B, didn't have police tape all over the, the place, the house. Because Father Joe says, this is not the building, it's across there, she's over here. So, cut. This is where the Scully stand in, because Anderson was pregnant. Whitney says TV crews were out earlier, and he could be watching it on TV, and using this as the way to get into the church's good graces. That the, quote, voice of God talking to a normal mortal worked before, so why not work again? The three psychic cases Pete mentions are Beyond the Sea, Season 1, with guest star Brad Dorth as a death row prisoner with psychic powers. Clyde Buckman's Final Response, Season 3, played by Peter Boyle and Gerard Saltz in Unreal, Season 4, played by Preet Taylor Vince. I hope I pronounced that right. So, this is some of Connolly's most terrible acting to date and some of the most piss poor CGI I've ever seen as he cries fake tears from his eyes. I also showed Scully in hospital talking to her patient. Remember she's a doctor not an FBI agent anymore. This is where she goes head to head with the head priest and they argue over the treatment. So she runs into her office and cries. I kid you not. 
Remember, she's not an FBI agent anymore. She's a doctor. It then cuts to the lead Russian in a public pool, stalking his next victim while being underwater, with the weird underwater shots showing two sides of his face. What the fuck was that shot about? He then follows her and runs her off the road and finally kidnaps her. However, her car isn't found until hours later. Hmm. Then another uncomfortable bedroom scene between Mulder and Scully, Duchovny and Anderson hated each other and had absolutely no chemistry together. Also, fans that really care about the quote of Ross and Rachel of the paranormal, so stick with the little green men and move on. And this is where she tells Mulder about her patient and her questioning her faith in God. Also, Willie, remember him? The half alien wonder kid from the last season, she dumps on some poor unexpecting family and she says the boy reminds her of him. And that's it. The whole last season in a nutshell. I should mention that the book on Scully's bedside cabinet is written by the producer's wife. Finally, she gets Mulder to get rid of that ridiculous beard, but not before telling Mulder about the toxicology report and the animal tranquilizer in the blood. And so this leads to yet another fight between Mulder and Scully about him believing everything and her not, even though in the latter seasons she was a believer and he was a non-believer. Anyway, the fight over Father Joe. So Whitney calls them in the middle of this fight and brings them into the middle of nowhere where she fusses over Mulder's new look, setting up a love triangle that no one cares for. Anyway, Whitney tells Mulder that they have been out here for hours and Father Joe keeps on telling them they'll find a body. But the feds have had enough. Yeah, after three hours, I'm not sure about that one. So Mulder listens to Joe bang on about faces in snow and eyes are watching him and more bullshit like that. And Scully tells him to stop saying it's not her job anymore. Yes, that's right, love. You're not an age You're a doctor now. Get back to your sick little boy and treat him. And Mulder goes on and on about her saying she should give up just like the rest of them. And she's nothing but his booking agent, which is another pointless fight between the two. So more bullshit about his lost sister. And then, lo and behold, they find a body. Well, more like the dumping site where the Russian has been dumping the bodies of the women he's been kidnapping over the months and weeks. This is where I think they shot this right after Duchovny's incident, which I'll mention later, because he favours his side and only uses one hand for digging up the body, but more in that little stunt later, as I said earlier. And this is where Father Joe cryptically gives Scully the advice to don't give up with a sinister look. Just at the dump site, was found, the Russian goes to dump the head of a woman and oversees his dumping site has been found out and he goes back to his lair where he has the swimmer held and she's taken into a makeshift lab. How hygienic this is and very unsteadily this is, it's basically a wooden hut in the middle of nowhere with dogs everywhere and she's showing the Russian's lover and it cuts to the next day. That made no fucking sense at all. Anyway. Where, unsurprisingly, Scully is never there to treat the boy, and she gets cut out of the decision-making process, so she argues with the panel and storms off. And this cuts, cuts a scene right out of the thing with a huge block of ice and tons of body parts on it. Scully then heads into her office and shows her using the hospital's computer to look up, and remember, she's a doctor, um, diseases on Google of all things. Um, yes, she's a doctor, remember, she's a doctor. Not her medical textbooks, but she uses Google for the answers. Hmm. As Mulder grills Father Joe about the crime and his so-called powers. So two days later, the swimmer's car is found in the middle of a field 
off the main road, not by Father Joe, but by state troopers. And this is where Drummer tells Mulder that there was no blood found on the scene. However, the swimmer had a gash on her forehead and there was blood from it just as the Russian kidnapped her. So Mulder finds her medical ID bracelet and this cracks the case wide open. However, the feds are done with Father Joe's coat powers and Mulder points out that the missing agent had an ID bracelet too and finds the swimmer's frozen solid swimsuit in the back of her car. So this is this takes him to the public pool where the Russian is hunting the woman. Not very Hannibal or Buffalo Bill there but hey ho with a completely utterly useless manager at the desk. Cut to Scully and her patient as she puts him through the painful controversial stem treatment, a stem cell treatment. Mulder comes by and tells her there's a break in the case, however she says she needs to be with the boy and she puts him through a painful procedure, puts him through hell and needs to go back through more and more treatments before she knows if it would work. I guess she shouldn't have news Google to look up the answers then, shouldn't she? Hmm. And Mulder tells her about the AB positive blood and the black market but she has none of it and we get into yet another fight between these two because they're a couple and couples fight right mm -hmm. so they bicker and bicker and she says she is now a doctor you could have fooled me love you know mm. and none of them are in the fbi anymore which is true just to let it go and write a book on the paranormal so they break up because when things get hard in a relationship you break up and they go their separate ways cut to scully's meeting with the boy's parent and they say that they want the boy to go through the stem cell treatment however Scully talks him round. The DA, not the feds, track down the Russian just as he's about to make, make it off with a liver and maybe some kidney beans. That's where he tells them that his employer slash husband has cancer. Cut to Scully growling Father Joe about the don't give up line and he almost dies in front of her. Remember, she's a doctor from a seizure. However, she thinks it's all part of a game and lets him fit for a good few minutes, almost killing the man. Remember, she's a doctor, not a fed. Ah yes, and I forgot to mention the Proverbs 25-2 part, which is very important for later, as this is the Russian's address, somehow. So the swimmer tries to escape from her dog kennel after the Russian doctor leaves her door open and she gets chased down by a two-headed rottweiler, okie dokie, and I shit you not, that's what that dog is called, and it cuts to black. Two, Mulder and Whitney telling Scully about the DA, holding a Russian, and his husband being one of the 37 altar boys fucked by Father Joe. Cut to outside the Russian's business, and some terrible police work, where Whitney gets pushed to her death after her and Mulder chase the lead Russian into a high-rise construction site. On to the hospital where Mulder tells Scully that Whitney and the missing agent Monica Bannerman is dead and this is where Scully tells Mulder Father Joe has lung cancer and is dying. Even though not three days earlier he was in the frozen field helping to find the dump site. Lazy writing I'm calling that one. One quick grill scene later with Scully and Mulder grilling Father Joe about his visions and bang the plot fits into place. As a dying Russian, just so happens to be one of the 37 altered boys he fucked. By the way, just because you get interfered with as a kid does not mean you will be gay in later life. And that they also have a psychic link. Hmm. So cut to the dying Russian with a female body and this movie went to shit. Why would a gay man want his husband to be put on to a female body? 
if you won't have them to bounce up and down on and also there's no men in that area had AB positive blood really anyway Murder goes back to the dump site and notices a cliff overlooking the site that none of the other feds noticed which means he drives to a petrol station that sells drugs pharmaceutical drugs that is somehow and the Russian follows him and runs him off the roads. Uh, this is the stunt I was talking about where Duchovny was injured in. Apparently Duchovny did the stunt himself, however the door wasn't padded enough and he hurt his side and even more so as it rolled down the hill because Chris Carter did not want to do a stunt double for some unknown reason. Cut to Scully doing yet more Google research and she just so happens to find information on head transplants and two-headed dogs by the same Russian doctors that are doing it all in the first place. By the way, this is supposed to be actual true research. Hmm. And cue the Mitch Pelleggi cameo as Scully phones Skinner for help. Oh, no, sorry, scratch that. She calls Drummer, asking for help, and she has a go at him, saying she needs to be putting someone who's in charge, aka Skinner, onto this someone getting prepped for surgery as somehow Mulder finds the Russians broke down snowplow in the middle of nowhere and finds his lair just as his husband is getting prepped for the body transplant. Hmm. Mulder attacks the complex and gets attacked by the two-headed dog which the dog was scared of and the other head until it found out it could eat it because it's made of foam latex. The lead Russian finds out what all the fuss was about as Mulder kills his dog. Cut to Scully and Skinner finding Mulder's car and Scully Freaks out again, she's a doctor, really. So Mulder gets jumped by the Russian as a Russian doctor puts him out with a trank gun. Once again, Mulder has no gun because he isn't an FBI agent, he's just a bystander. And against that running joke when have been funny years later. So Scully and Skinner hunt for Mulder and she finds a letter box with the address on it the Proborb 25-2 that Father Joe tells her about and she saves Mulder just in time. Not before Skinner says he should Google the address that Scully finds. What well, did Google sponsor this bloody movie? Jeez. But Scully hears dogs barking and heads off to find Mulder. Just in time she saves Mulder from the gay Russian before he chops him up with an axe by hitting him square in the face with a shovel which made me burst it laughing when I saw this. So she tells Skinner that he needs help, Mulder that is, and she fixes up the swimmer. But not before Skinner stops the surgery and all hell breaks loose. Cut to days later where Mulder is scrap hooking again and Scully tells Mulder Father Joe is dead. However, Mulder tells her that Joe and the ill Russian died at the exact same time. But Scully tells Mulder coldly he deserved to die, like all good Catholic shit. Onto more lovey-dovey bullshit from Mulder and Scully, with another kiss that nobody asked for. So back to the hospital where the boys' final treatment and where credits roll. And I kid you not, that's how the movie ends. And nothing about how the kid does he survive or not, it just ends like that. So that was the X-Files I want to believe. A filler episode if I ever saw one, and insulting to gay men, with its whole transgender storyline, and killer gays, not saying like gays don't kill, but it's utter shit plot and terrible movie. I give this 3 out of 10 and give it a miss. Not even, our, not even hardcore fans would enjoy this. So next week is the start of my anti-Valentine's Day horrors with the 1981 My Bloody Valentine 2007 remake and Valentine. And my first trip to the cinema for the year for Deadpool. So tune in next week and don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me suggestions with movies you would like me to cover at here's johnny's reviews at gmail.com and don't forget the truth is out there bye